Welcome to the Ask Cadian Show with your host, Cadian Grant. This radio show airs bi-weekly on Sundays on BBS Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Cadian is a life transformation coach and the author of the upcoming book, Climbing Your Happiness Ladder. If you would like to experience extraordinary shifts in your life, tune into this life-altering show to experience Cadian's unusual coaching skills. She will guide you to greater levels of happiness, fulfillment, and connection. And now, let's ask Katie. Hello, hello everyone, and thank you for being here with me tonight. I am Katie and Grant, your life transformation coach, and I am here as always to remind you of your greatness, to remind you of who you really are, to awaken you and expand you, to find the self that you've lost for such a long time. So allow me to begin helping you find what you're looking for, whether it's fulfillment, connection, and happiness, maybe purpose, all the things that makes us feel productive and successful and free and healthy in our life. And tonight's topic will help you understand why you're not where you want to be right now. Your self-worth plays a significant role in you not being where you are. Meaning, what do I deserve? What do I deserve? So let's begin to work on bringing to you the changes needed to shift things around for you. All it takes sometimes is a small step, a tiny change, a small choice or a different choice, I should say, which can bring loads of fulfillment to you momentarily and then you can build on that. But most of the time, most of the time, what's needed is that first step. And I suggest you take it with me. Also, changes are difficult. It's not easy. And um, what you can do is in, is to have a coach or a guide or a friend, but make certain you are feeling supportive in every way. So let's begin to work on that together tonight. Remember, this is an interactive show. So call in and chat with me at any time about the topic, which is who or what has your self-worth, you know, or it could be anything you want to talk about or a comment, you know, or a question you want to ask. The number in the United States and Canada is 888-627-6008. Once again, that number is 888-627-6008, and that's in the United States and Canada, and anywhere else around the world directly, 323-744-4831. Give me a call so we can chat. So like I said, the topic tonight is who or what has your self-worth? And that's a question I ask um, clients or people I talk to, or even my children, and it takes a minute to sink in, you know, cause they're like, it feels like it's a thing, you know, but I'll, you know, just continue to listen and I will explain throughout the show and you get a better understanding of what I'm talking about. If your self-worth is low, you're not in control of your life, your destiny, someone else or something else is in control. 
your self-worth isn't low because you were born that way, you you are actually weren't. You're not you're just not at the level of the self-worth you started out with because of the influences in your life. Ask yourself, who or what has the power of influence in my life? If you say no one or nothing, I will strongly disagree with you. There's probably a very few people that are in total control of your life. And yet I still think there are influences on their life. You've been influenced from the moment you are born, thus causing the rewiring of your original self. You're not lined up with your true self. You're not lined up with your belief systems, your desires, or your purpose anymore. You become misaligned to your own personal happiness and soul. Then you spend the rest of your life searching for what's been lost, trying to undo the changes and the rewiring. Some of us search for it while others avoid the search, and we avoid it through addictions and settling and conforming and staying fearful, staying in our comfort zone, making fearful decisions, not choosing because we're fearful, pleasing others, numbing, avoiding. There's so many reasons we that we have to avoid um, the changes, to, you know, making the changes and the rewiring, you know, so we distract ourselves. As your self-worth continues its decline, you're falling more and more under the influence in your life and deeper and deeper into a trance as you're falling into a deeper sleep and you no longer know you're even being influenced. You are like a robot. You don't know what your true feelings are anymore. You don't know what your true desires are anymore. For instance, you may think that degree is what you're really desiring or the the American dream, but maybe not. Not everyone wants a house or to sit in a school for additional years, especially if you are unclear about what is it you want in your life. You're just guessing. When you've lost that 30, 50, 75 pounds and you still don't know what happiness feels like, then that are signs you never knew what your true, des- your true desires were to begin with. The influences has helped you lose your sense of self, hope, purpose, and eventually you will lose connection to your very own soul. Your thoughts are now their thoughts. The influences is what I'm talking about here. Your words become what you've been listening to for so long. Your dreams are their dreams, your goals, their goals, and your current beliefs are what you've been taught. You begin asking questions of yourself like, who am I? What is my purpose? Where do I belong? You say things like, I've lost my way in this world. The world is eating me alive. I am lost. It can get so bad that you no longer fight for you and you continue losing that sense of self until you're totally gone. And some people want to give up and just succumb to addictions and distractions and some just give up and leave the world. This is when your self-worth is at the lowest it can be. When you feel you can no longer go on like this, that's when you want to leave this world. 
you can no longer tolerate this life and it feels easier just to check out. No matter how much success you have, how many money or things you accumulate or love and relationships are around you, it is so bad that you just want to leave. You are extremely disconnected from who you really are because your self-worth is at its lowest lowest you are no long you no longer recognize the person you are looking at in the mirror it's like looking at a stranger so where are you when it comes to self-worth do you think yours is very low is it medium low medium medium to high high you know so what higher than is it higher than anybody else how can you tell that is not easily known by just looking at or talking to someone. It cannot be measured by intelligence or things or the amount of money you have. There are some people that are very good at faking that you believe they have extremely high self-worth. For example, people that think highly of themselves or use others as a stepping stone doesn't have a high self-worth. People with high self-worth doesn't compare themselves to others or need others to make themselves feel good. Believe it or not, their self-low is worth. They are no different than a person with severe depression or anxiety. They're just on the opposite end of the spectrum. And that might not be true because they too could have severe depression. They just know how to mask it. It is easily seen in those people who are has a mental um, issue with them because they're not as good as at faking it, you know, but they are one and the same when it comes to self-worth. Other signs of self-worth is looking to others for approval. You put people on pedestal. You can you want to be led and you are being led. You want others to think for you. You, can make up, you can't make up your mind about anything, so you always seek out help. You're afraid to make mistakes, even tiny ones. You're afraid of change. You'll find a group to, to um, be in and to find your identity and to stick and you stick with them. I will talk more about that when I get to the second level influences on your self-worth. You become what others say you are and you don't resist it. Okay, so these are some of the signs of very low self-worth spark. Sometimes it's sparkly on the outside, but that doesn't equate to being sparkly on the in inside. A lot of people are suffering on the inside. I have a caller on line one, Diane. Hello, Diane. Hello, Diane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm having a little bit of... Um, static on my end of the phone. I don't know why. I'm not hearing it when I play it. When I stream your show, I'm not hearing it, but can you hear me okay? I can hear you very clear. Very, very okay. clear. Yeah. Um, so related to the subject, I'll just talk about where I'm at right now. Is just um, really... I'm starting to feel um, good energies 
at a deep level that I really haven't ever felt. I think they've always been there. They're part of who I truly am, but I've been disconnected. So like innocence, where I felt guilty a lot of my life. Um, And all of a sudden, this week or so, I started maybe maybe a longer little bit longer than that but i started feeling innocent so i start trying to focus on feeling that and also uh feeling really feeling that i have everything that i need because i spent most of my life feeling like i uh wasn't enough mm-hmm. and definitely i I'm one of those people that sought out um, and still does seek out um, people's approval. Mm-hmm. And um, But I'm aware of it now. So what I've been doing is when I feel uh, like I'm not, when I feel that hurt mm-hmm. where I didn't get it, I uh, I take a step back and I go, wait a minute. I don't need this approval mm-hmm. and I can I begin to let go of my judgment and go within where I can feel uh that I feel those good feelings you know and kind of have right. a conversation with my inner child you know saying you're you're perfect just the way you are and that you don't, I approve of you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. So, Diane, who do you think made you feel this way? Um, I think a lot of things, I think maybe possibly some of it came from past life, but I think a lot of it came from this, you know, my childhood, Mm -hmm. childhood wounds. I know I always thought after uh, my dad's approval a lot, Okay. Um, probably because I felt, I think I I thought it from him more than my mom. Partly, I think there's some karmic stuff, but also because um, I think it was easier to get it from her, and it was harder to get it from him. And so I tried harder. Right. Right. To get it. So from him. Um, and some of it. The, some of it mm-hmm. also is, um, I think, their guilt. And they're looking, you know, it's patterns that they had that I picked mm-hmm. up on when I came into this world. Mm-hmm. And then they were reinforced during my lifetime. Right. So a lot of things you're saying are, or everything you're saying is absolutely true. Um, when we were born, um, what you're talking about, how you used to feel versus what you've been feeling um, very recently are a very, is the first level of influences on your surf on your self-worth and that's um your family your parents the people that um are your guardian you know they have our self-worth in their hand so i want you to think of it as a like they have a ball that is your self-worth in the middle of the palm of their hand and they when they want something from you they squeeze it. And through that, what what you're doing is, what you used to do is, was seeking that approval from your father and your mother, more so from your 
father. So it's like him squeezing your self-worth every time. So you're doing things to feel loved or feel enough or feel accepted, you know? So when we can relate, put a face on self-worth, then we can do something about it. And it seems like you said right now you're feeling innocent, you're feeling a lot different recently. What has what what do you think has changed for you that has made you have a different sense of feeling? Because it sounds like if you're feeling that differently, that your self-worth has improved. Uh, are you asking me? Did you ask yes. me a question? I'm sorry. I'm still getting yes. that static. So. Oh, I'm so sorry. So if you're feeling so much differently recently than you did the, you know, so many years of your life, what have you mm-hmm. done differently to increase your self-worth? Oh, it's... um. You know, it really started when I started eating healthier and addressing my digestion and my food sensitivities. And I have, you know, um, over the years done that, but I guess I just made um, a more powerful decision. And I think that I was doing it this time for the right reasons, where as before, um, I think I did it more for, you know, losing weight or whatever. And this time mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, I'm 50, 50 well, I was 58 at the time. And I mm-hmm. thought, if I um, don't take care of myself, then the quality of my life as I get older and when I go into retirement is not going to be the quality of life that I want to have unless I turn things around right now. Right. So um, I found, I started doing this uh, bone broth diet and um, and drinking, making my own bone broth and eating that and just eating a lot, you know, nutritious food and cutting out the, the things that you have sensitivities to. And I really started feeling my self worth change. Right. Because what you did was you moved the self-worth away from whoever was holding it to you. Self-worth is all about choices. We get those choices Mm -hmm. all the time. And we, a lot of times we're not choosing ourselves. So it sounds like recently you just started doing things and choosing for you. It's like you said, it was no longer about losing weight. It was really about how you feel when you don't eat this food and um and trying to live healthier as you get older this you're doing for you and that's that's how you increase your self-worth when you consider yourself in all the decisions that you're making and you choose you you are increasing your self-worth And it sounds like that's what you've been doing. So my other question to you is so you can continue on this um, increase, this growth in self-worth. Is there anything else in your life or um, from your childhood that you are holding on to that you are still choosing where it's not benefiting you? You don't have to answer that now. I would like you to think about that. You know, what else can I get rid of? You know, what patterns um, 
I grew up with that I can let go of because I want you to continue this climb and to get mm-hmm. to um, a higher level and therefore your happiness and your fulfillment will increase. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for calling in, Diane. Yes, I'm enjoying. I'll listen to the rest of the show and enjoy it. Great, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, have a good night. Bye bye. All right, and um, um, Diane, the caller. Um, we just. I'm going to go right into the levels of influences on self worth because she brought up some important things. Um, that she noticed, and is I love it when people that are, you know, they begin to wake up in their life and they're searching and it's not like Diane, you know, has been searching for a while and have been trying to expand herself that she actually will start to make decisions to increase her level of self-worth. So the levels of influences on, on, on your self-worth, level one um, is the first level Start with your parents and your family. And that's what I was discussing with Diane. The influence and the control on your life is based on what they know, what they have taught you. They might, they may not know it, but they are diminishing your self-worth by making the choices for you. It takes um, an advanced thinking parent or parents to let a child include their own opinions and decisions early on in life you know, or give a child the freedom to follow its own happiness. That's where we want people to go because they do have their own energy print, you know, and it's let them follow it, whether we agree with it or not, because they're not like us. So let's take a look at the first level of influences and control to see where you can locate it currently in your life. And they show up this way. And Diane had one of them where she seek approval from others. When you are seeking approval from others, that means someone has your self-worth in their hand or hands. It could be more than one person. And it could be, um, you know, one person has it more like for a caller. Um, she was seeking it harder from her father than her mom. That means her father had more of a control over her. Other things that show up is guilt tripping. When someone can easily make you feel guilty into doing something, they are squeezing that ball. You know, just think of it in the palm of their hand their hand is that ball of your self-worth. So when they're guilting you, they're squeezing it. They want you, they want to influence you. Pity, when they want you to feel pity into giving them what they want. Control, and we went over trying to please others. You know, they want to get you to do things their way. They are not really considering you at all. They're just going after what they want. Think of your self-worth, like I said, like a ball in someone's hand. So when they want you to do something, they just simply close their hands and squeeze a little bit, you know, and they get you to do it. So who is squeezing your self-worth? Think about it. Is it a sibling? Remember, we're at the level one, your family, you know, is it your parents? Which family members have that kind of hold on you? 
one of the most dangerous influences in our lives are the very same people who gave us life, who brought us up, who says they love us. It becomes an advantage, you know, for them to have over you. And guess what? They are not afraid to use that advantage, you know? So ask yourself, when does your parents or family use this advantage card? You know, when you say stuff like, but I'm, when they say stuff like, but I'm your mother, I'm your father, I'm your sister, I'm your brother. We are blood related. They are squeezing your self-worth. If they weren't, they wouldn't need to pull out that card and you partake in the, in the decline by giving them what they want, even though it is against your will. You come up with excuses such as, but that's my mother. What do you want me to do? I have to go else my father will be upset. You are contributing to the diminishing of your own self-worth. So think about that while I take a break. And remember the number to call in in the U.S. and Canada is 888-627-6008. And anywhere else around the world directly, 323-744-4831. And I'll be right back. Hello, this is Cadian Grant of Ask Cadian. And every fourth Thursday of each month, I will be facilitating a life transformation group coaching online class. This class will begin on January 28th. If personal one-on-one coaching isn't for you right now, and you would like assistance with change in your life, then I highly recommend getting started with this class. Each month, we will work on a particular theme. I will answer questions, coach, and be there for your personal development. For more information, please visit my website at www.kadiangrant.com and click on Group Coaching to begin your transformation. I am here to remind you of your greatness in every way. And welcome back and welcome to the second half of the show. Tonight we're talking about who or what has your self-worth. Do you know exactly where yours are or who has it? It is around you all the time and available for you to take it back. It really is. And how do you do that? By choosing differently. To gain self-worth, you have to make self-worth choices. That means with every choice you make, you have to include yourself. How do I feel about that? Do I really want to go to Thanksgiving dinner and hang out with the people that drives me crazy? Oh, okay. So we rationalize, right? We say, oh, it's just one day. I can handle it. I don't have to see some people for another year. If that's what you do, you just missed a self-worth opportunity. You are given a chance to retake your self-worth from someone by choosing what you really want. And if you don't, guess what? You just gave them another year of your life. So in the first half of the show, we talked about how to recognize low self-worth. Let's talk about how to recognize low to medium levels of self-worth. So some examples are, are you are recognizing that this is not what you want. You are distancing yourselves from other ways, other people's way of thinking. 
you are looking for other groups more aligned to you, even though you might keep it a secret, but you're searching, you're seeking, you're, you're, you're moving up. You're making tiny steps to choosing you. You may be nervous about the new choices you're making, but make them a little at a time, a tiny step at a time. I know it's nerve wracking to go against what you've been doing this whole time and feeling the disappointment others will have in you. I know I've done it and it is scary as hell. I'm not lying, but I would suggest taking this course and this path that you want to go on with someone, like I said earlier, with a coach, a guide, a mentor, friends, but make sure the friend or friends are totally insupportive and not critical of the changes you want. Make sure they're not trying to pull you back. Make sure they're not trying to hinder that path. Okay, so that's about level meet low to medium of where your self-worth is. So the second influence on your self-worth, level two, is religion. And we are taught this fairly young as well. We go with our family here on this too, you know, because they're our teachers. They're our, they are our first teachers. They are including another level of influence to reinforce the advantage they already have over you. If your family are not deeply religious, you're still picking up whatever vibes or teaching you're being taught at home. You honor certain holidays, don't you? You stop eating certain things at a certain time of year. Religion, doesn't matter which one, becomes more and less like obedience training or or like a cult. It is simply a group of people that follows instructions and most of the time there is a leader and they're following without questioning. You know, my family wasn't very religious, but they enforced it in subtle ways. You know, like we went to church a couple of times a year on certain holidays. You know, when things get hard, you're taught to call on God Sometimes my mom would send us to the lady across the street that had Sunday school. It wasn't really for us to learn anything. It's because she kind of wanted us out of her hair, you know, eating or not eating certain things. You're not given the chance to explore yourself. Maybe you don't want to be part of a religion. Religion is following and not leading. We are born to be leaders and not followers. All right. So there's a difference between um, what we perceive what a leader is and what a leader a leader really is. You know, a leader shouldn't just tell you what to do and you just follow. They shouldn't just be enforcing rules and laws and 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 we just follow them. Leaders should in, leaders should encourage and listen to others' opinions, welcome new ideas, evolve consciousness instead of trying to keep things as the as the status quo. Encourage everyone to follow the path that makes them happy, even if it means moving away from their leadership. And mostly leadership leaders should encourage leadership in others. Allow others the freedom to explore and find themselves. When you are no longer under the influence, the control of a doc doctrine, you will feel this tremendous freedom. It's the same thing with if you're no longer under control of your level one family. And when you are free, you can grow and expand and find the life you are destined to have.
So, so far, we have discussed the two levels of influences that diminishes our self-worth. First influence is our parents, family. You know they're still influencing you because your decisions and choices includes them. If it's not even um, a lot, it's they're subtle. It's still an influence. They're still squeezing a little. Look for it in your life now. Who is included in your choices? Is it your kids? Do you do everything for your children and nothing for yourself? What do you think about before you make a decision? And how much do they weigh in on your decision? Think about that. The second level of influence that diminishes us is religion. The self-worth, our self-worth, the control, the leader and the book is a representation you know, book or teaching is a representation of what you should be, not what you really are. Once again, the number to call in in U.S. and Canada is 888-627-6008 and anywhere else around the world directly, 323-744-4831. Give me a call so we can chat about anything you want. I am open to anything. Or if you have a comment or um, whatever, I am open to anything. So in this, so we're talking about the low to medium self-worth. You know, we listed how you can recognize that. So let's talk about recognizing medium to high levels of self-worth. These people are not influenced easily. They make decisions that make themselves happy. It's not even a second thought anymore for them. The fear of disappointing others or being ostracized is low. Their lives are less stressed. They're happier. They're free. They can think for themselves. They don't just let the influences take control. They seek their own answers. When you are in this area, your self-worth is really growing and your life, your happiness, your fulfillment increases tremendously. So the next level of influence on your self-worth, level three, the third influence and control is society and government. Influence is just about control. Remember that. Your life is being directed at all times. You believe and listen to the, to the experts, to their theories, buy into the history and the fear. You become part of the status quo and you fall in line and listen and do what they say happiness is and success for everyone. You buy into it all. You know, you look at um, very rich people and you want what they have because it just looked glamorous to you. And and that doesn't necessarily mean they're happy. They have things, <laughs> but you without with less things might be happier than they are, you know? So don't just buy into that. Search for your happiness. And that stuff was come. I'm not saying that, oh, you shouldn't have things. 
you shouldn't do things, you shouldn't travel. Hey, this is planet Earth. We should we should enjoy the amenities of this problem of this planet, you know. You know, you want to stay in a five-star hotel, do it. I am totally in agreement with that, you know. But do that when you have found a sense of self, found some kind of happiness so you can enjoy it more. You're just not there because you can afford it. You're just not there because you want to feel better than people. You're there because you want to be there. It makes you happy. You are happy where you are and you can do it. So we are to enjoy this planet, you know, and everything here and all the things we have created because we're the ones that have created um, um, you know, the things that we, 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 we strive for, you know, so we have different levels of shoes from $10 shoes to thousands of dollars. Now, if you can afford it and that makes you happy, why not buy the $500 shoes? You know, I'm not against that. What I'm saying is don't just look to the $500 shoes and neglect your fulfillment and your happiness. Okay. Um, so that's still level three is the society and government. They want to paint the picture of happiness for you. And a lot of times we are disappointed when we get it right. When we, um, go after the degree that they say, you know, will make us happy and it will make us happy in this way. We'll get the degree, get a good paying job, work nine to five and have enough for retirement. And then when you do that, shortly after you begin to feel unhappy, that's the picture they painted for you and you went along with it. You just listened to them versus you didn't know whether or not you wanted to go to school. And if you didn't, Maybe you should take a year off and travel if you can and and think about and search for who you really are, okay? So I'm going to take another short break and remember the number to call in in the United States and Canada is 888-627-6008 and anywhere else around the world directly, 323 7444831 Give me a call so we could chat so we can locate your self-worth so I can help you begin to take that tiny step to increase it for uh, you know and to help you grow in that area so I'll be right back in a few minutes Hello, this is Cadian Grant of Ask Cadian, and every fourth Thursday of each month, I will be facilitating a life transformation group coaching online class. This class will begin on January 28th. If personal one-on-one coaching isn't for you right now, and you would like assistance with changing your life, then I highly recommend getting started with this class. Each month, we will work on a particular theme. I will answer questions, coach, and be there for your personal development. For more information, please visit my website at www.kadiangrant.com and click on Group Coaching 
to begin your transformation. I am here to remind you of your greatness in every way. And welcome back to the Ask Cadian show. Tonight we are talking about who or what has your self-worth. And believe it or not, um, it's in someone or something's hand. For instance, addiction um, is part of you not feeling worthy. So um, we turn to it for comfort, you know, whether it's physical comfort or emotional comfort. And so we use drugs, alcohol and sugar, which is my thing, you know, um, sugar. And to help me feel good in that moment. That feel good that I am seeking or you're seeking in that moment, it's not giving you that level of, you know, feeling of deserving that what that you're really seeking, you know? So what we do is we, because life seems a little hard sometimes, we distract ourselves. And it's okay to distract ourselves. It's not okay to take drugs or alcohol, but it's okay to um, distract ourselves at times with, with, with other things um, that's not as harmful to us. But don't stay there. You know, you got to get out of it. And I think that's the problem with, with a lot of us. We don't know how to get out of it. I, that used to happen to me when I was younger, um, when I was at a very low self-worth, when I was depressed. I depended on sugar a lot. And it was hard for me to get out of it. It took some time. It took It took some time. But you can do it. I want you to remember that you can overcome in this life. And I can't even fathom what a person that's addicted to drunk, drugs or alcohol is going through. I know people like that, but me myself doesn't have that um, in addiction. So I can't, I can't even imagine how hard it is for me at times to refuse the sugar and um, for them to refuse something as addictive as, 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 you know, heavy drugs. But you can do it. Anything can be done in this life. You just have to be ready for it. Ready for change, I should say. You should be, you should want change. And that's when we can help someone like that is when they are ready for, for change. When they're not ready, we are to leave them alone, honestly, and let them fall to their lowest as they can be. Because if you try to take them without them being ready, it's a waste of time. They will just fall back in the, onto the addiction, okay? So we went through the, the different levels of, um, of self-worth. Before I continue with the levels, actually, I want to say we went through um, the different way um, – our self-worth will present itself to us, right? So it can be very low, and I think I'm saying that incorrectly. We could have low self-worth where that is like equate to depression, when we just can't make a decision for ourselves. Um, it's hard to think. We have high anxiety. We are, we are very fearful in our lives. We are 
um, we are not even aware of what's happening to us, you know? And then you have people that can fake that really good and act as if their self-worth is higher, but what they do is use others to make themselves feel better or they need to be, you know, somehow think highly of themselves. They're just really faking it, but they they have very low self-worth. And then from lead, from um, low to medium is when you're trying to wake up a little bit, you know, you are you're questioning things, you are looking at things differently, you're questioning your childhood and what you were taught, and you're, you're trying to seek out others that think more like you, you know, um, your extreme low stage is, is not as extreme anymore, and you're able to get out of it. You're recognizing this is not what you want, you know, and you're making steps to choose differently. And then when you are in the medium to higher range, and I think that was the word I was looking for earlier with self-worth, you're not easily influenced at all. You know, you can make, you make decisions that make yourself happy, make yourself happy. And people will look at you as selfish, that you're only thinking about yourself. And people that have high self-worth really don't care about their opinions because in your heart you know you know that decision did not come from that selfishness place actually they're the ones that's being selfish because they're not getting what they want so now they're accusing you of other things you know your happiness is not a second thought the fear of disappointing others and being ostracized is it's not really there. You know, you're less stressed and happy and you can think for yourself. This doesn't mean that the influences isn't there. It's just not as um, ingrained or heavy as if you were your range were in the low or the medium range. You know, I think we are never without influence. I, I don't think so at all. I don't think anybody has reached that. Um, there's something influencing you somewhere. And you can tell by another way to tell is who you have on a pedestal, you know, who you think highly of, you know, whose advice you will take easily and, um, and so on. So, you know, I want you to think about where you are on this range. Are you low? Are you medium? Are you high? low, medium, medium, high, you know, in between there, you know, and just think about the example I give you. So when you are going about your day and you have decisions to make, think about your self-worth as a ball in someone's hand. That person right there that's in that moment is squeezing it. Just think about them doing that because I want you to get out of the routine you're in and become a more aware and to change your decision. And it will shock people. People will be very, very surprised because remember all these years they had you, but right now you want to take that back. Okay. So we have to make the decision else. You're just going to continue that road down that road and of diminishing your own self-worth.
So the last level of self-worth that I want to talk about is level four. And that's the influence and control of consciousness or a deity. It is whatever you worship. When you worship something, you are giving away your power to it. There is a higher power of our consciousness, of course. And currently in this body, we can't create ourselves or something as massive of, of you know, like this planet. So the expansiveness around us make us look and feel small. When we feel small, we are diminishing our self-worth. We think we can't be that great, so we worship um, the God that can do that. But in reality, we are this higher consciousness and expansiveness, just in a physical smaller version. But within each of us is a potential to tap into that expansiveness and become one with it, even in the physical body. We are unable to do that if it's only worshipped and cannot be seen or believe that is who we really are. You know, you are part of that whole. You are it. And when we don't see ourselves that way, it is now an influence on you in your life. It's if our beliefs is that we want to stay the same and just worship a God instead of believing that we are that and we can create it, then you won't. You're keeping yourself small. I don't think any human, I don't know of any, and if somebody know, please let me know, that have been able to create the way God can. You know, can you create a world like this. Don't know if anybody that has done that, but we have the ability to. I want you to think about that. I have the ability to do that, you know, and I don't think God want us, wants to be worshipped. I think God wants us to be our full potential, which is to be our wholesome self again. And when we die, we go, we automatically go back to that wholeness, but we are unable to tap into it while we're here on earth. And I think someday that day will come when we can experience the wholeness here in a body and not the partiality we experience now. So those are the four levels of self-worth that I have. One, once again, is your family. Two, um, is religion, three, society and government, and four, consciousness. And each level reinforces the next level. You know, our parents, and then they teach us their religion, which reinforces more. And then we go with what they believe the government or society believe, and that enforces more. You making a decision to change that will increase your self-worth and get rid of the influences in your life. So where do you see or who do you see is squeezing your self-worth? Is it all the levels or a couple of levels? And if it is all the levels, how hard are they squeezing? 
some level, of course, squeezes harder than others. That can be, you know, maybe your family doesn't have that much influence on you anymore, but the government does. This life is about overcoming what was created for you instead of letting you be you. It is not a reflection of the person we were meant to be. It is at times an odious climb um, to do this, but it can be done. Like I said earlier, you are not here to do it alone. A self-worth choice involves you and others. And when you are at a decision, at a crossroad, at a choice involving others, that's when I want you to stop and think and say, to yourself, how is this person squeezing my self-worth? And then think about what can I do so they can let it go? Okay? It's not impossible to do. It might be a little hard at first. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't get done at first, that's okay. But keep trying, keep, keep doing it. And once again, take this journey with someone that can help you. Someone that can advise you, advise you, a coach, a mentor, maybe a therapist. Maybe you need to talk to someone or a friend. But when greater levels of help is needed, please go and seek it. I am one that can help you through this journey. I can be reached at, my number is 914-309-4225. You could give me a call so we could set something up. Or my email is kadi. A-N-R-G at gmail.com. Once again, it's Kadian, my first name, K-A-D-I-A-N-R-G at gmail.com. And my website is www.kadiangrant.com. So that's all I have for tonight. I hope you've, you've enjoyed the show. I hope you've learned something. I hope your awareness has expanded somewhat. And I hope you have a wonderful next two weeks until we speak again. And remember, I am always here to remind you of your greatness. Good night.